What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay May Be Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. Sup it, everybody. Thank you for joining me in this latest episode in our Women's Wednesday series on the Bad Cow Podcast. Last week, we talked about the school secretary who uh, pulled the stick out of her butt, and now we're buds. It's a beautiful thing. This week, I want to share an incredibly inspiring story that I had the pleasure of hearing from a woman who I met on my new favorite app, Wisdom. I absolutely love the Wisdom app, and this is not a sponsored bit, okay? Seriously, it's your lucky day because I'm giving away the game for free with this Wisdom app. Check it out. It's a social connection platform that allows users to access mentorships from professionals in a variety of industries, as well as allowing the everyday average person to share their life experiences with others. They have several ways for you guys to communicate with one another, like direct messaging or answering different user-generated questions, as well as live talks that you or any user can create on any topic you want. Science, religion, current events, health and fitness, whatever. You just pick a title for your talk and then you start the conversation. And then other users who come across your talk can request to join you in the discussion where you can share your experiences, your perspectives and viewpoints in a respectful, safe place. I love that option. I love the live talk option. Best of all, and mostly because they record the entire conversation in the app. It does it for you. And then you can go back and reference it later just to re-listen or maybe share on your social media. And it's a great feature because like today, as much as I would love to tell you about this lady's story who I'm going to share, I feel like it's it's a story that it probably just comes best from her because her story really is that incredible. I just don't think you would get the same impact that you would hearing it from her. This story is a true underdog story, in my opinion. It's a classic case of somebody who was not dealt the best hand in life right out the gate and completely turning her life around for the better in all ways. She will, as you'll hear in the story, she starts off by talking about her podcast, which is called Changed Up Now What? And it's... It was basically the result of a sexual assault she experienced when she was 18 years old and how she has turned that completely negative and dark experience into something so positive where she's now helping other people in their lives. The podcast she hosts with her husband, and before we get into the story, I want to make sure I put her contact information into your ear as well as a sponsorship program she has going on right now because those are both really important for anybody who's listening who maybe either has experienced a sexual assault and needs some guidance as far as how to get their life back or if you're just somebody with a big heart and wants to help. Um, Her website is cu-nw.com, and that's basically an abbreviation for their Changed Up Now What podcast. So one more time, that's cu nw.com. Please check it out if you uh, are interested at all in helping others who have suffered from a sexual assault or if you yourself have suffered from a sexual assault. But she also offers a lot of courses on marriage coaching, premarital coaching. You know, it's a, it's a relationship type of based concept that she's going for. But their sponsorship program is super dope. It's a 
mentorship program for youth where they provide education on safe dating and rape prevention. Uh, It's a great program. I really think that it's something that is definitely needed in our society today, considering how often sexual assaults occur and not only just how often they're reported, because those are the only numbers we can really work with, but those numbers are so not accurate because so many of these cases go unreported. And I think it's because people just feel so ashamed if it happens to them. They don't really know who to turn to. And it sucks when you have something like that so personal, such a violation that you feel like you can never get help with, either because you don't think anyone's going to listen to you or you don't think they're going to believe you or you just don't even feel comfortable saying it out loud. It's such a horrible experience for anybody that it's it's undeserved. And knowing that there's people like this lady out there with compassion and desire to help, you know, just assist in any way possible, it's really nice. It's nice to know that they're still good in the world, you know? Okay, so this lady's name is T. The podcast is called Changed Up Now What? And I'm going to go ahead and play the recording of when me and her first talked. Because, again, she tells the story beautifully. It's such a good... She does such a good job of just communicating everything that happened from beginning to end. Because, you know, the sexual assault, that's just the first part of it. The subsequent things that people have to go through as far as the legal system or medical issues that may have been a result of this assault, it's... God, it's just like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. So to hear somebody overcome every single obstacle beautifully to now having this beautiful family at the end of it, a wonderful message to share and programs now to not only help people who have been a victim of sexual assault, but helping prevent it from occurring again in the future for people who are young and maybe just not getting the best education on how to be safe. All right, so here we go. I hope you guys enjoy. I know you will. I'd love to have you back. Really would. Thank you for being a friend. What's up? How are you? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Good. Now, I couldn't see if this was your husband or you that was trying to log on, so forgive me for not saying your name when you popped on, but... um, Oh, no, that's okay. We're... um, So, we we come on together sometimes. Most of the time, we come on together, but... I'm the more sociable one, so if I come into another person's room, a lot of times it's just me, unless he's around. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So well, thank um, you for being patient and, and staying with me. I appreciate it. Go ahead and tell us about uh, your podcast. Yeah, no problem. And I was listening to Vasquez, and you, y'all were talking about um, the different countries. It is an incredible feeling Uh, to have when you look at your analytics and see countries and places that you didn't even know existed uh, on, you know, listening in, like you're really an inspiration around the world. And I looked in because we took a break from the regular podcasting wisdom. And so I didn't think people would still be listening, but I got on and man, it, uh, it, it almost, 3x the listenership since we've been gone and i saw nicaragua on the oh we got nicaragua listed (laughs) didn't even know how to spell it still don't know how to spell it but i saw it on there oh the name of our show is called changed up now what um and if you want i can kind of tell you the journey how we got there and a little bit about what we do on there yeah please okay cool so 2016 is when we first started uh, deciding to change. Like, I'm a survivor. I'm a rape survivor. And 
I was telling my story over the years, way before the podcasting to different young ladies that I would see going down the same path that I was in. So the way that it goes is that before I met my husband, I was involved in a lot of bad relationships or relationships that just didn't work out. But what made me start podcasting in 2016 was the fact that I had just got over the rape in a way that I could talk about it and help other people. So instead of just telling one person here and there, I decided to start speaking about it. So I was with this guy and it was a short time. I was with this guy. He took me to meet his family in which women that were in relationships, they told me if a guy takes you to meet his family, that's a good sign that he wants to wife you, you know, a a man that just wants your body ain't going to take you around your his family. So I was like, okay, well, this is a good sign. Well, he took me to meet his cousin. His cousin goes, do you have any um, sisters or anybody that I could date? And we could do a double date and have a little party. So I said, well, my sisters are babies, but I do have a friend. So this young lady I worked with, we became friends, or at least I thought. I brought her, we got off work at 7 a.m. I brought her to the party. So it was me, my boyfriend, and he went to go, and her, and he went to go pick up his cousin. So we were chilling at the party. We were drinking. We were smoking weed. Then me and my boyfriend went to the the back room to become intimate. Okay. I blacked out. Oh. And when I came to... His cousin was raping me. No clothes on, no nothing, no protection, no nothing. So I push him off, wrap the covers around me, and I go looking for my friend and boyfriend to see what is going on and let them know what's happening. So them two were in another room by themselves. So my female friend, she was under the covers. My boyfriend was sitting um, in a chair beside her. So they like, he wasn't unclothed or anything, So, I, but I don't know what they were in there doing. So I pull him out to tell him what's going on. So he's like, let's go in the bathroom and talk. When I told him what his cousin had did, at first he had no reaction. He was just blank. And then I repeated myself because I'm like, maybe he didn't hear me. Right. And did you I hear me? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a boyfriend, yeah. that, somebody that loves you, they're going to go off the handle, you know? <laughs> That didn't happen. So the second time I repeated myself, he go to theatrics. Now he's acting like he's upset. He's like, I got to go take him home. I got to get him out of here and blah, blah, blah. So before he leaves, he tells me to take a shower and relax. That was red flag number one. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? So when um, he left, I started telling my friend what happened and I blacked out again. Now, this time I didn't wake up until around 12 midnight, one in the morning. Okay. So for me to get up for that little amount of time, that was just the grace of God. You know, it was crazy. But when I came to, I go to take her home. um, Well, when I woke up, my head was in her laps. It was like she was making sure she was watching me this time. Okay. on my way taking her home, she goes, T, you've been set up. And it was just the longest ride home ever, and I was thinking about it. So, of course, I was numb. I was depressed. Right. Um, I took off work. So, finally, my boyfriend answers. My my mother called me like, something is going on, T, uh, with you. I could feel it. She's in a whole other state. Mm-hmm. So, I told her, and I said, well, Mom, they finally answered the phone, and they said, if I can... Um, if we can take an AIDS test and 
it's all negative for all three of us, then I would just this I, I wouldn't get the police involved. So my mom was like, hell no, nah, you need to get the police involved yeah. and you need a rape kit. So yeah. I'm glad I took her advice. I got the rape kit done uh, uh, and I found out that I had HPV and cancerous cervical cells oh. at 18. Mm -hmm. Okay. They told me that this was turning into cancer rapidly. Oh, my God. oh man, yeah, my life is over. Right. So um, long story short, I went through a lot of treatments and stuff. And my now husband was just a friend at the time. He went with me to support me on these doctor visits. And after the doctor told me about the cancer and how it was progressing, um, he proposed to me. So I'm like, wow, are you serious? Yeah. I could die. And I might not be able to give you kids because this is in my cervix, you know, right. uh -huh. he didn't care. So, um, when I said that it was a red flag that he had me to take a shower, he was really having me wash the DNA off yep. my body. You he see knew what I'm saying? Right? He yep. knew. He knew. He, he's done this before, coming to right. find out. I had no idea. But when a person gets raped, that's what they do. They they don't want to feel dirty and disgusting, so they right. want to shower, babe. They're not thinking about DNA. Sure. So anyway, I, you know, my husband now, he proposed to me and obviously about two years into the marriage, uh, no, two, let's see. Yeah. Two years into the marriage, um, the HPV was gone. Uh, no more yeah. cancerous cervical cells Amen. and obviously nothing's wrong with my cervix. Cause we got eight kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we That's got eight kids. Okay. So. Uh um, the guy, the police finally found the guy and, and the police, when they took me down for statement, because I was dealing with the DAs for a lot. Even when I got with my husband, I had to deal with them until the case was finished. But, uh, the officer took statement and he escorted me to the hospital. He kept saying, was anybody else there that could vouch and say what happened? And I kept saying, my friend was there. My friend was there. Okay. And the last time I said my friend was there, he said, ma'am, that is not your friend. Right. So all three of them were in on the setup. I didn't know it. They were all in on it. Okay. And you worked with the coworker? This, this was a co-worker. She had a reputation when I got yeah. there, but I'm trying not to judge. And she was nice to me. And yeah. I got tired of people always talking down on her. So I would take her home. Um, she went out a time or two, a couple times with me. So this is my girl. I'm like, okay. Be a Samaritan until you prove I can't be loyal to you. I'll be, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's yep. just like, Lindsay, you and I go out. Did I pronounce that right, Lindsay? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay, Lindsay, you and I go out, let's say we go out, and your song come on. We at the table, we order drinks, drinks are there, your song comes on, and you want to go dance. Go dance. I'm going to sit at the table and watch our drinks until you come back. But sure. let's say you get up and you say, I got to go to the restroom. Go for a oh, minute. Okay. Guess what? I'm going to come and check on you. You know what I'm right. saying? Because you've gone too long. She didn't do that. Right. So that is right. why, um, so anyway, that's how you look out for one another. So um, what I did was I found out a lot of things that if you're in a relationship, whether you got kids from a previous partner, whether you have um, a disease, um, a STD, whether you have uh, some trauma from your childhood, whatever you've got going on, you can still find love. Love can still find you. 
there's somebody out there that loves you, um, that will take you flaws and all, and that's willing to be patient and work with you until you're at a more healthier state. But you got to do the work in between. You got to at least make an effort. You can't put all that pressure on that person to make you happy and this and that. But right. my husband was a godsend because he didn't treat me like a cancer patient. Um, he didn't scold me for for not paying attention to the red flags. He was actually there, you know. So anyway, 26. I became strong enough to actually state the story publicly. Okay. And so I said, I got to do something, man. So I came on Facebook twice a week just telling my stories, and it started to grow. Kanika Jenkins was a Chicago native that died a few years ago. She was also set up by her friend. She was the one that they found in a freezer at a hotel party. Jesus. Okay. That story just... It was just like, oh, my gosh, this stuff is still happening where friends are setting people up. I got to do something about it. Came on and spoke, Lindsay. 50,000 people viewed my story. And I got DMs. I got messages and comments about how my story changed lives. So people wanted my book. By this time, I was like, hey, I got a book coming, blah, blah, blah. They wanted my book. They ordered my book. They said, I want to share your story with my niece, with my daughter, blah, blah, blah. So that's how I got into it. So my husband was just behind the scenes helping with the camera stuff and keeping the kids down because he doesn't really like, he didn't like talking um, in front of cameras and stuff. But it started to grow. So the pandemic happened and it didn't make sense because now at this time I had life coaching clients. But God told me during the pandemic, he said, um, you got to take a hiatus. And so I closed my clients out. I told them, hey, after we done, we're done with our sessions, um, I'm taking a hiatus for a while. I closed them out and I sat and listened. And I listened to my first podcast, which was T.I. Expeditiously. Okay. I also checked out Joe Rogan because I just wanted to study, study the greats. Sure. But I studied and I also networked and I was able to meet some of the best business people, podcasters, entrepreneurs and celebrities in the world, building authentic relationships with them. I joined podcast groups on um, social media platforms, asking questions. And I mean, I've even had people that have mailed me uh, podcasting materials. They've mailed me um, equipment. Wow. And gave me, they were so, you know, because sometimes when you're new to podcasting, you go in some of these groups and you ask little questions. They'll Some people will be like, man, that's a dumb question. But <laughs> right, right. there's a lot of people that will support. So then when I took the hiatus, I found out, OK, you got to go. The, the, the depression and suicidal rate quadrupled. So this is why you got to get the inspiration in more houses and more cars and more commutes. And that's when we started with the anchor, which, you know, you said you use anchor too, right? Right. So, you know, it's on Apple, it's on Google, it's on Spotify, Alexa, and now it's these different countries. And so we would have guests come on. Um, at the season one was um, entrepreneurs and they would tell their stories of perseverance because we just wanted to give people inspiration. Right. Um, but now it's season two is just relationships because I realized that my rape story, it may not resonate with every person because everybody did not get assaulted. However, 
if I get guest on, your story may inspire another sector of people, but together we're inspiring the masses. Right. So that is the podcast Changed Up Now What? So it's all, at first it was called Fed Up Changed Up, but no, but it's all about perseverance. It's all about how God helped us out. Uh, it's all about inspiration. I know that was a long story, but no, 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 no. That was that was a it was a perfect explanation as to what what your what your show's about. Um, and I'm and I appreciate you coming on here and being able to share that because because you're right. It does it doesn't always touch somebody personally as something they've experienced, but you know it's it's amazing the statistics they give on people who have been sexually assaulted when they say it's one in four or two in four, but that's just the people who report it. Yes. <laughs> Not including all the people that it doesn't, and that's not including all the people who just know somebody close to them who was assaulted or somebody exactly. that they feel like they, you know, it's 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 one of those hot topic issues that it's so personal, but it so needs to be shared if it's something you've overcome, especially. Thank you. And see, I'm glad you said that, Lindsay, because that's why we have a sponsorship program going on right now. Um, our goal is to mentor 101 um, youth, but uh, we've gotten about 10 total sponsorships now. So we're teaching them for eight weeks about safe dating and rape prevention. Okay. okay. Now, I'm telling you that because when you look at the statistics, we have an article on our website. Um when you look at the statistics, there was over the, the rape cases that were reported equated to over, uh, I believe the numbers is 19 billion. That's the money. That's what that's what the rape kits and people being going to prison and uh, therapy, all of that amongst the youth. And you're right. And it doesn't, a lot of people do not report it. I was one of them. If my right. mother didn't push that because of humiliation, what if you're the go-to person at your circle of friends and family, they always come to you for advice. You don't want to be humiliated. You know, pride comes in and right. you're embarrassed. You're like, how could I be so stupid? Now well, I've gotten, I have people say that type of shit to you. Like, well, what were you doing there? Why were you wearing that? What was that? You know, yes. Yes, I've, I've even got, I think the most ignorant question that I've gotten from a few people throughout me telling this was, well, why you? Ew. I, I can't get in the mind of a pervert, ma'am. I don't know why me. Man, and, and, and bitch, what the, sorry, and I don't mean, sorry, excuse me. Oh, it's okay. But it's like, okay. But shit, that's the type of shit I have a hard time holding my tongue with, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you mean, why me? Uh, why me, yep. And Judge Judge Mathis and uh, Steve Wilco show reached out to me. So Judge Mathis producers told me that my story, it needs more than just the amount of money that they could give me. Now, I didn't because it's small claims. I didn't want money. I just wanted to know because I was out for a minute. So I don't even know what happened in that time. I don't know why. I don't know why my female friend or why another woman would sit there and let it happen. I don't know why my boyfriend didn't ask me. He could have asked me, are you into threesomes now? I would have said no, but you could have at least gave me that choice. Right. And also, um, I wanted an apology because... Now, the Steve, the Steve Wilco show, they was going to have us on. They actually reached out because my ex, he moved out of state and everything. Do mm -hmm. you know that he said he doesn't even remember me? 
you know what? And and that might have been just something he said to hurt you, but it wouldn't surprise me because these predator type mindsets, we're nothing. Yes. We are we are nothing but an item or an object. We're not. We're, we are completely removed as far as being an, an actual person. You know what I mean? That, that's true. That's true. But you know what? I feel like he's full of it. And I said, well, maybe the police report refreshing your memory. Uh, yeah, so well, then he goes, well, I'm married and, and I, okay, congratulations. And, right. Me too. And? <laughs> okay. Right. So, I'm like, so the point is, is that, uh, Lindsay, is that our show is more than about clout fame and all of that. I may never, because the guy... <clears throat> We, I, I didn't have the best DA team. The, the officer was amazing, but the, the DA team was not. And I was young and I wasn't thinking right. I, I, I was scared. They asked me, did I want to go on trial? At first I said no. But then I said, you know what? I don't want him to, them to ever do this again to anybody. Right. They told me not to take it to trial because I was intoxicated. The jury could say, well, she, might have, she may have said yes and didn't even know. And you know so what? they that's told me not. Yeah. No, that's some yeah. lazy attorney work because you could have all the physical evidence and if that's the story they spin and you can't prove them wrong and you can't sway the jury, then what the hell are you doing in this position, man? Exactly. And, uh, and then, um, so that's, I, and I didn't know that I had, and they told me going on, going on trial would depend on how the guy pleads. So it seemed like everything was in his favor. He only got uh, maybe, maybe about a few weeks in jail and that was because of resisting arrest when they finally found him child endangerment and the the uh, it was one other charge um i think it was because of my situation because he fled he didn't show up to work he didn't do anything so right. he only got a little time he should have got more so my thing is this um i may not ever get legal justice but the way that i get justice sis, is doing this podcast sure. because I get to, I get to save a life. I get to help save a life. I get to help on the preventative side, people from going to, to, to spot out these red flags and not just in that, but in all relationships. So that's, that's the meaning of our podcast is it gives me justice to come on and, and I appreciate you for sharing your platform for me to, you know, speak this here. No, it's a, it's a message. I'm glad I definitely was able to take, have the have the opportunity to get to share because because not only are you doing a preventative measure here but you're also giving people the courage to to speak up for themselves should they have been in the same situation as you that's a that's a yeah. huge uh that part of the the entire situation of sexual assault is you know it's it is refreshing or not refreshing i don't want to say it's refreshing but it's encouraging for people who have been in that situation to see somebody else take that step and come forward even if it is years later even if you aren't going to get anything out of it, but to say you did everything you could to make sure that that person was at least held accountable some level, it, it makes it easier to live with what happened to you because what happened to you was not your fault. I don't care how anybody wants to spin it. Um, yeah. Those people did what they did because it's something that they either enjoy or that's the only way they could get it being the person that they are. That's uh, crazy. That is crazy. And I've gotten like DMs from people, hey T, can you please talk to this person? I'll give you their handle because they were raped. It was recorded. Mm. It went on social media and oh the girl God. is thinking about committing suicide. So oh. I have actually talked some people down and um it's a blessing to be able to yeah. do that. But but you said unreported. Well guess what? The community, her peers 
were telling her she was stupid. Why would you go to a party dressed like that? This is the dumb stuff. And this is the reason why so many of these situations go unreported and unspoken about. Well, yeah, you think you can just sweep it under the rug, but that that doesn't heal you. It's going to still trigger you when you get into a relationship. So. No, I agree. I agree. And it and it goes all the way into, I mean, because there's a lot of different avenues that this type of thing can occur. You can be in, in a traffic type of situation where you're mm. working who's dogging you out and, and constantly making you feel like shit. And, and you end up you end up developing this mentality that it's either what you deserve or it's all you're ever going to get. So make it work. Or, exactly. And I mean, none of, that, none of that is ever deserved. And I have a hard time for, for me, for so I've always been a very outspoken, very assertive person, but I was dating somebody one time who I ended up having a kid with. And, you know, and I, I love my son. I would never change anything about my past if it meant I wasn't going to end up on the road to my son. However, his his father was, I mean, like I said, I've always been independent. I've always been outspoken. And I was not the same person when I was with him. It was it was amazing now that I look back. from from the past looking back and I look at how how I wasn't even able to manage a simple declarative statement when I was with this man. I wasn't able to say anything. I didn't I didn't know how to be myself. I didn't know how to carry myself as as an individual when I was with him. It was whatever he wanted. That's what we did. No questions asked. If he was happy, then I was good. So it can happen to the strongest of people. It can happen to people that think it's never going to happen to them. So 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 to say somebody should have prevented themselves from getting into a situation <laughs> That's that's ignorant, and that's a way of like minimizing and, and easily dismissing something that they are obviously not capable of even comprehending. It is ignorant, no. sis, and to, and nobody knows a person's situation. I don't care if you see a thirteen-year-old girl walking around pregnant. You do not say, "Well, she's fast, she's grown." No, you don't know her story. Somebody right. could have taken that from her, right. and she could have decided to keep her child. Like, you don't know. And to this day, there's still some things that I don't even know about my situation. I don't know, because he made, when I first got there at 7 a.m., he made me a breakfast while he, um, that only I ate. He didn't make my friend one. He just made me one. And the drink, it was like a Tropicana juice drink, and it tasted a little funny, but I thought maybe because he's Jamaican, they make stuff spicy. I had my friend to try it, right. and she said it tasted funny. To this day, I don't know if he did something to the food, to the drink, to the weed we were smoking, if he laced that. I don't know if... um I don't know what it was because at that time I could drink several cans of beer. I could drink six or seven cans of beer and I'd be, you know, then I'd be tipsy, but I only got through about a half a can. That's how I know. And I was out. So I know without a shadow of a doubt that happened. So if somebody is drugged, you have no right to sit up here and say, oh, well, you shouldn't have worn that or you should have been more watchful. Um, and then it's too late. Don't kick a person when they're down. Right, right. That whole punching down thing, I don't respect that. And the victim blaming, I don't respect that. And you know what? Even if let's just say, let's just say you were completely sober, but you had come from a from an environment, say in your family or whatever, where and I'm not saying this was what you came from, but I'm just saying in in the different types of uh things that can occur, the different circumstances that lead a person to making the decisions that they make. It's not that it's not their choice. It's not that it's not something they uh, didn't consent to. But, you know, if you're raised in a household where you feel completely insecure because everyone's teasing you about your weight or you feel completely insecure because you would never feel like anybody that's supposed to love you, like your parents or your siblings really do, 
and this person over here is saying that they do love you. You know what I mean? Depending on your age and depending on what you've experienced or what you believe. I mean, it's a number of different things that can lead somebody to innocently making the wrong decision or them yeah. in a position that's that's not ideal. And I'm not and, and I know that's not what you were saying was your situation. And that's what led you there. But even in that situation where you're completely 100 percent consenting, but you just are too innocent to really even know what you're consenting to. That's that's the stuff people don't take into consideration and is often written off as just being some irresponsible floozy or whatever there correct and i was 18 this guy was in his 30s i don't know how old the other guy was and yes uh and and some some guys will prey on the on on the younger girls or the girls went through things but i but i also wanted to let people know it's not always the men you got to watch out for some of these sleazy females as well and but as far as my childhood, you know, you're absolutely right. I was in foster care. Mom mm. was on a crack cocaine. Dad was absent until I was 14. And um, and I did. I, I went through abuse, like being, being beat with extension cords coming out of the tub type of abuse. And so, and, and I was molested repeatedly and shown pornography as a kid. I've tried to take my life several times. And so I thought that once I turned 18, that would be over because I'm no longer a child. I can put that behind me, but no, it happened once more. So you're right about that. People don't know. I I was just looking for love. My thing was when I turned 18, I just want to get married. I only want to be involved with one person and I want to be a wife and a mom. So that so it just didn't work. Somebody saw that being as gullible and vulnerability and pounced on that. So that's that's what happened. And so I like your I like your position on that, your understanding and your posture. And I would love to talk to you um, behind the scenes. I'll send you a message and I would love to have you come on and, and share your story again. It may not be mine, but something dealing with relationships, I think you definitely can contribute to from what you just told me about your situation. You know, and if, and if no other relationship than the one that I'm developing with myself, I would, I would really love to, um, cause yes. the years in the making kind of thing that I'm at now and it's, it hasn't always been easy, but I'll try to wrap it up real quick. Cause I know we only got a minute and I want to let you finish off. But, um, yes. I mean, I just, I come from a life of comfort, you know, and I think the only thing, my biggest trauma was boredom. Um, I come from a, um, from a middle upper class family and private education and, you know, a sister that was perfect and all of these things that uh, mm. you would think would set somebody on the right foot in life. And, and I had more opportunities than most, but I still ended up on meth. I still ended up on probation with criminal records and I'm not no more. And I'm, I'm climbing my way out of that. Luckily, thank God. But it's amazing to me how even even people that seem to be coming from and all that glitters is gold. They still be mm-hmm. and the world will still get to them and 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 it's shame and if I can't help somebody just just as a as an individual who has seen both sides of the coin in life of, of being comfort and being without I, I would love to um, that's probably the most valuable thing I have to offer is people feel bad about their fuck ups I probably fucked up twice as bad as them um, and I had more to start. So don't feel bad about anybody else's mistakes because I've made them twice. Like that's kind of, and I'll try to watch my mouth if I ever do come on your platform. But <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, you coming on the show. So okay. I'm, I'm going to send you the information. <laughs> You're that's coming correct. on the show. 
Because a lot of people hear about the stories like mine, you know, that didn't come from that class. And they think, oh, well, that's the statistics. But they don't hear about the people that had it better and still had their journey. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about to send you the information. That is our podcast. And um, thank you. You have a great day. You too. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye. Uh-huh.